where do I go now? On which door should I knock? But one of the main goals that we have with Bonjour Startup is guiding you through the ecosystem and making sure you find the right information at the right time. Welcome to The Wagon Live. This week, we are listening to Liette Lamonde. She is the executive director of Montreal Inc., an organization with the mission to guide young Montreal entrepreneurs down the path to success. She has been an active player in the world of philanthropy since 2004, when she was appointed CEO of the Fondation Montréal. Liette is also the co-founder of Bonjour Startup Montreal, an organization created in collaboration with Osmo to encourage connections between all players within the startup community. In this podcast, we will talk about how her organization helps entrepreneurs thrive through mentoring and funding. Very quickly, I'm the executive director of Montreal Inc., We'll talk about it later. And I recently co-founded Bonjour Startup Montreal that I co-manage with my partner, Patrick Gagné, uh, who is from the, the CEO of Osmo. Osmo, for those who don't know what it is, um, runs the Nutman House, which is in the heart of the entrepreneurs community in Montreal. And how do those two projects um, cooperate with each other? How do they complete each other? Um, I'd say it's kind of a dream I had to have more impact uh, in Montreal and on entrepreneurs in general um, that made me think that we should, that Montreal Inc. should do a lot more and I'll tell you how. (laughs) So why don't you start by telling us what is the Bonjour Startup Montreal? So Bonjour Startup Montreal is the organization that we co-founded in January. We we officially launched it in January. Uh, It is there to create a better environment for startups to thrive here in Montreal. So we want Montreal to be the best place to be if you want to start a startup or if you want it to grow because that's one of the problems that we have here in Montreal. We are getting really good at having new startups but sometimes some of them feel that they have to get away in order to grow. And we want to stop that because we want to keep them here. And it's, um, it's a global competition. Uh, every big city now in the world understands that it's important to have startups because they contribute a lot economically, socially to the city. Uh, and everyone wants to attract startups from the other cities and the talent as well so we have to fight we have to we cannot just stay there and hope that things will get will will be fine no we have to be in the competition and we have to make sure that montreal still attracts the best talent the best startups and keep its founders here all right and if people go on your website right now what is the what purpose does it accomplish as of today So the website was the first thing, well, we launched two first things in January. We introduced ourselves to the world. (laughs) Um, We created a brand for the ecosystem because if you want to be the best, if you want to be known as the best ecosystem in the world, well, you've got to have a name, right? It's like when you choose to launch your, your own company, you're going to give it a name. Um, so the way we did it is we had focus group and we worked with different partners and founders and we asked them, what should it be? How should we introduce ourselves to the world? And the name Bonjour Startup Montreal came up. Of course, we had to have Montreal and startup in the name. But when, when we thought, 
how can we make a good impression? How could people find that it's, it's connected to what we are? Bonjour is a good way to start. So we're called Bonjour Startup Montreal. We launched the brand in uh, January, and now we're working very hard to let people know that we exist as a community, as a group, as a city. Um, the second thing was the website, and that's an MVP, clearly. So if you go on it now, it's just the beginning. But as you know, it's a good way to start because if we had waited for everything to be perfect, well, we probably wouldn't have a website right now. And that's one thing that we keep telling entrepreneurs, you know, don't wait for it to be perfect. Just launch something and then learn from what you're doing. Get the comments. So we're at this point right now. So what you'll find on the website, and I invite you to go, of course, follow us and subscribe to the, um, the newsletter because you'll get more info along the way. But right now we are trying to get every information that a startup needs when it starts here in Montreal. And that means funding, that means the programs that exist. Um, it also means um, calendar of events because there used to be like 500 different calendars of events here in Montreal. Now you'll find everything there for the startups. So that's a good start, I think. And also all the, um, the contests, um, call for proposals, that's the word. Every call for proposals from our different partners in the ecosystem, every time they launch, they're looking for a new cohort, they're launching a new program, it's all there. So if you just follow us and go there, you'll know everything that's going on in Montreal. So that's the first step. It's basically a big hub of information for those who who didn't go there, I strongly suggest you go. There's a ton of information on the website. And right now, as I understand it, does the link. It's a big hub of all those uh, different calendar events, those programs available. And there's a, a data in the form of PDF that I guess in the future you have other plans for. Yes. Um, we're also working to um, make... Uh, a more personalized journey for you guys when you go on the website. So in the future, our next iterations will be to um, get more personalized. So you'll give us information about at what stage are you are, what you're looking for, and then we'll direct you to the different programs. Right now you have to go through them, but the next step will be to make it more personalized, um, a better user experience, obviously. And that goes with what you said earlier, that you don't need a perfect, uh, a perfect um, project to, to launch. If you have enough information and the information is good, then you can build on that. Yes, and one of, one of the things we did as well is we're not doing it alone. We're there to work with the other partners in the eco ecosystem. That's, that's one of our main goal. How do we make Montreal better? We make Montreal better by working together. Um, Maybe you haven't seen what happened in the ecosystem over the past like six, seven years, but it changed a lot. Today, you're lucky. It's the best time to start a business here in Montreal. But five or six years ago, there weren't that many programs, there weren't that many events. Um, and then it started popping from everywhere. So everyone created a new organization, new programs, new accelerator, a new co-working space. It all happened within like a time frame of maybe five years, which is fantastic. And investors came, VCs are here, but then for an entrepreneurs, where do I go now? On which door should I knock right now at the time 
at the present time, it gets confusing. So one of the main goals that we have with Bonjour Startup is making sure people work together so they don't launch new program by themselves, but we talk to each other and we say, oh, we need to do something for women. Okay, I'm willing to do something for women. Can we do it together? And who else is going to do it with us? So this way we do things better for you guys, I think. Um, and I lost track of what I was going to say. And the other thing is, um, yeah, guiding you along the way, that guiding you through the ecosystem and making sure you find the right information at the right time easier. And on top of, uh, of starting that, you've been a big part of the change during the last years in the eco Montreal ecosystem. You've helped, uh, now you're part, of, uh, um, you're part of Montreal Inc. And uh, could you tell us a bit more about those programs? All right, and Montreal Inc. in Montreal. particular? Okay, so Montreal Inc. is an old organization in this ecosystem. We have 22 years, which is, yeah, most of the, the organizations were created early. So I guess we had a vision, I don't know. <laughs> um, what we do is twice a year we launch a call for proposals. We're looking for business ideas, well, more than ideas. We're looking for ideas that were, okay, let me start. We're looking for projects where you already have a product a service or a technology that's about to be ready to be commercialized. Or maybe you started to sell, you tried a few things, but we really want a concrete, a real service product or technology ready. Um, and then you submit your application. Next deadline is September, I think it's September 5. I should have looked it up before I came. Do you know? No? <laughs> it's, a, it's first week or second week of September. You have to be 18 to 35 years old to uh, apply. And we're looking for innovation. That's, that's what we're looking for. And innovation in every, um, every industry. We don't care. We have lots of products in the food industry and we like them. So, you know, you can be innovative in many ways, but I know you're more in, uh, in tech. So obviously about 60% of what we, we um, choose is tech. Uh, we give grants. We have free money. <laughs> That's always fun. People love us. <laughs> uh, up to $30,000. There aren't that many free money around, so, you know, we're a good place to start. Uh, and once we choose you, we, we choose 50 different businesses each year for the grants. And we help them for as long as you're working on your, on your business for life, basically. And the way we help is we have 450 business volunteers, the coach, uh, on any possible question you might have. So they're here to help. And because we're a foundation, we're found, we, we get money from uh, big corporations in order to be able to give grants and services. So we're very well connected to the business community, obviously, and we open doors from you. So we're very good at connecting you with the, pos the possible customer, uh, the targets that you have, at least to validate your product, your idea, and make sure that you're not just developing something that nobody wants. Uh, so in terms of B2B, we're very, very strong in helping you connect to uh, the business community. And you have a, an event every year that is called La Grande Messe. Yep. Um, tell us a bit more about that. 
We created La Grammes because we, we realized that we only chose, I said 50, we chose, we chose 50 for the grants and services for life, and we choose an additional 50 that we help for 12 months, even though we don't give them money. So you, you have, there are 100 new businesses each year going through us. How do you choose your businesses? That's a good question. How do you choose those businesses? <laughs> we don't choose them. We have business volunteers choosing them. Uh, we want the community to be part of it. And we're generalists, you know, we don't know everything. You're working in different projects and with different speci specialties and it's getting, you know, it's getting harder and harder to know everything, right? Um, so we have business volunteers and let's say I have something that is a technology for a medical technology, for instance. Uh, well, we'll find people in our network that are specialized in that or know about this sector and we they, they come and they sit with the entrepreneurs and we're there obviously because we want everything to go well it's not it's not shark tank you know and it's not bashing it's just helping um and we have two business volunteers and each of them read the business plan or whatever the deck that you sent us the pitch deck and they sit with the entrepreneurs and they ask questions and we have criterias of course and the first one is who do we have in front of us who are they who are these who's that team do we think that they can really make it happen? So obviously that's where we give them more points. And then do we have something innovative in front of us? We're looking for innovation. And well, then the usual, you know, the market, the possible funding and everything. So the people, really the, the people. people are at the core of, who, uh, of what you choose. You're choosing a team over a product. Yes. Yes. Sometimes we see that the product is interesting, but mm, probably it's not going to work. But then we look at the people, we meet them and we say, they're going to make everything. They're going to make anything happen. So if it's not this product, we know, we feel that it's going to be another product. And that's fine because we don't want to create products. We want more entrepreneurs. <laughs> All right. And back to La Grand Messe. So you choose once you choose. No, I, I'm the one who, who asked you. So... You you choose your your uh, basically a hundred enter enterprises. Yeah, the Grandes is something completely different. We wanted to offer something more to the business community because we we realize that we only choose a hundred different companies each year, and we'd like to help more. So we said, okay, let's launch a new contest where anyone can apply, not just the the entrepreneurs that we already chose that are already working with us. So it's open to you, to, to everyone that has a product or a technology as well. And we choose a hundred others, they're not the same. And we rent um, a church, an old church, and we put the hundred companies in there. So each have a small table, like a cocktail table, and we invite our business community to come and meet with them. So it's a connection night. Really, it's just about connection. We have a specific uh, squad of people that help make connections between our guests and the businesses that are there. It's kind of a trade show, if you, if you like but a very fun trade show. And we also invite medias, bloggers, influencers, anyone that can talk about the product and services that the entrepreneurs are presenting, because that's another challenge. Yes, you want to sell, so you want people to know about your, uh, your products. And the media come and we have you know, a fun way to make sure that they will choose their best, uh, their coup de cœur, how do you say coup de cœur? Favorite their projects, favorite. and they will talk about the projects after. So that's that's the Grammes. That's uh, end of March, beginning of April each year. So if you have a product that you want 
the world to know about, of course, it's free. Everything we do is free. We're a foundation. And what's at the core value of the enterprises that you'd like to sponsor? That you like? What are the core values you're trying to uh, to give to them? That's a good question. We're a foundation, as I as I just said. So we're um, our values are based on philanthropy. Um, we convince donors um, that are usually entrepreneurs themselves or big corporations to give to us in order to create new entrepreneurs, new businesses in Montreal. So the businesses that we choose, the founders that we choose, we want them to also be able to have those values of giving back. It's really important to us. So we're looking for people that will make the wheel continue to turn, you know? And, we, and every time we choose an entrepreneur for a grant, we sign a contract. We call that a social contract with them by which they, they commit to also help others when they'll know some success. Or, and it doesn't mean give us money. That's not what it means. It means, can you give back to the community, either in money, because you know if you're really successful, maybe you'll have money to spend on others, uh, or just taking the time to help a new entrepreneurs that maybe is just two years behind you, but that two years gap really makes a difference and you can you can just sit with someone and learn so much you know peer-to-peer -peer learning I think you're doing a bit of that we believe in that very much so we're looking for the kind of individuals that will that will not just take our money and run you know that's not what we're we're for we're, we're really there to create a new community of people that would keep on helping the others after all right. And uh, at last April, you said um, amongst the enterprises that we help here in Montreal Inc., only 30% have uh, have women as um, as a founder. Uh, the situation evolves, but not as fast as you'd like. Um, what do you think are the reasons, and how, what could we do? What could the community do f to uh, make it better? We spent a month talking to female entrepreneurs, um, talking to our partners in the ecosystem, reading studies, because there have been studies on that. Um, and there are a couple of things that we identified as why less women are choosing this way of life. Um, some are linked to confidence. Uh, I think Women are good at universities, you can see, because they are, right now they're in most programs, they're, they're a majority and they succeed better than men. And usually they succeed better by working hard and being a little bit too perfectionist. Um, so that's another thing, because if you want everything to be perfect before, before you start your business, it's never going to happen. It's just not possible. As I said, you have to do an MVP, you have to start. So that's, I think that's one of the reasons, that's some of the reasons why women either not, never decide to really take that leap. Um, and there are many other reasons. Of course, we realize that sometimes the support group is not there. Family doesn't understand what you're doing. Your friends don't understand what you're doing. You're gonna tell me that happens to every founders Every founder, yes, but I think for women sometimes it's it's more difficult more to more social pressure. Yes, yes, exactly. 
Um, what else? Well, those are some of the... And, and sometimes women don't feel that they have all the skills uh, to, to run a business. Well, nobody has. Nobody has all the skills to run a business. But men will sometimes... And it happens with jobs as well. You know, I think you, you know about it. A man will apply to a job even if he has like 25% of the skill. And women will say, oh, I'm lacking those, this 5%. I'm not going to apply to the job. Well, you can, you know, just transfer that to launching a business. And it's pretty much the same thing. Women will hesitate more. What would be the benefit for Montreal's, um, Montreal's ecosystem to have more women entrepreneurs? Well, you know what? The statistics show that business run by women go a long way, a longer way. They're more active for, they're active for more years, first of all, and they're usually more profitable. So it, and it takes them, you know, a longer time to get there but when they get there they're really among the best uh, entrepreneurs so we need more very good strong businesses here in montreal so we need more women to run them and run them or be part of the team of founders you know you don't have to do everything yourself and that's this, that's that is true for any startup trying to do everything yourself is really really difficult and uh, i believe montreal inc has a program to help women entrepreneurs in yes. that sense yes we looked at it and we said well we we have 30 percent, which is not bad if you consider the the national statistics so we could have said so that's the reality of it but we said no what can we do what can we contribute to to have more women choosing to launch a business and we organize, well, first of all, we, um, we have five videos. You can see them on our YouTube channel. Five videos, each of them addressing one of the problems that we saw uh, in women and addressing it by a women entrepreneur. So we ask some of our female entrepreneurs to contribute to this and tell us their story and how they overcame that difficulty. So I think it's a good start that we, we did that. We had a um, marketing strategy, a digital marketing strategy in order to have a lot of people, you know, go look, take, look at the video and think, well, I recognize myself in that woman. So if she went through that and it was difficult for her, but she went through that, maybe I can do it too, you know, and we we said, okay, if you recognize yourself in one of these women, we have a boost camp for you. So we had a hundred uh, women um, coming to one of our boost camp, the, the first one we ever did, and the boost camp was about meeting other female entrepreneurs, um, discussing what the problems were, getting inspiration mostly, and boost them. It was not a boot camp, it was a boost camp. And at the end of the two days, I can assure you the level of energy in there was amazing. It was my best event ever. I can't wait to do another one. And from those women, we chose 20, and now we are working with them you know, on a weekly basis. And again, we're not doing it by ourselves. We have 14, I think we, well, 14 um, other organizations that all had the same problem we had, not enough women in, our, in their program, and they're all contributing to this. So some of them are giving training, Les Planades, which is, you know, specialized in social um, entrep and 
enterprise. Ooh, that sounds like Star Trek. Star Trek. Um, <laughs> social businesses. Uh, they come and help the women that are interested in having more impact socially to work on their business model in order to address that. So we have all sorts of trainings, um, group, peer-to-peer -peer, uh, group. We created two groups, and they are meeting each week um, together, so 10, 10 women. And just to say, okay, I'm, I'm having, I, I don't, I've done a, a step in that direction. Did I do things right? And, you know, someone who hasn't been doing anything for the last week will maybe feel like, okay, maybe I should move as well. So a little bit of nice peer pressure, but in, you know, the nice way. And you being a woman entrepreneur, what? Not entrepreneur. You, you help them. Yes. You've helped I'm start an up. Entrepreneur, maybe. <laughs> you've helped build uh, start startup Montreal. Bonjour, startup. Montreal. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm kind of learning. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so what uh, what experience have you taken out of your learning so far? What has been the biggest challenges? That's a good question. <laughs> I haven't thought about it because it's so new. We had so many challenges. Like, What's the latest one? Yeah. Um, Building the right team, because you don't want to do things by yourself, as I said. So, well, finding my co-founder was really easy. So that's that's one thing, and we work really well together. So I think that's the good, that's you know, a good combination. Um, and then building the right team, and um, my God, prioritize priorities. How do you set your priorities? Because you have to do everything at once. It's it's just crazy, crazy like that. And how do you set your priorities? Is it by something that pays right now to pay the bills uh, <laughs> over something that a vision that you'll live, have later? Or do you think long time? What do you have to prioritize day to day? Yeah, in our case, because we want to make a better ecosystem, the way we prior prioritize, prioritize. <laughs> was to say, who are we working with and how can we make a quick impact on those publics. So how can we show the, the founders that we're really, help, really there to help them and how can we have a quick, quick win, quick impact website? So that was the first thing. Um, the second one is how can we show the partners in the ecosystem that we're really, really there for them? Um, and we asked them, what can we do for you? And they said, well, there's a big event in Toronto. It's called Collision. It's coming for the first year. And I, we feel we should be there, but we don't know how to organize a delegation. We don't have time to do that. Can you do it? All right. So we had six weeks ahead of us. And we said, fine, let's launch invitation and go to Collision. And we ended up renting buses <laughs> and going to Collisions with 125 um, startups for the first time together with the partners in the ecosystem. So quick wins, I think, are, are a good way to start. Quick wins for to show that you what you, you're doing matter for the ecosystem in our case, so your customers probably in your case, and for ourselves. We need to have wins. We need to feel that we're doing the right thing and to celebrate those wins as well. So I think it was the way that we started to, to set our priorities. But then we've been going like crazy for the past six months. And this week, we're finally, you know, things are settled down, are settling down because the Startup Fest is behind us. And it was a huge event for us. We had many things at the Startup Fest. And we're, we spent the week, this current week, we're 
looking at the action plans because you know we cannot just keep running around like crazy so making plans making plans prioritize now is it hard to stick to your plan because there's a lot of new projects being being brought to you new updates stuff that you didn't think about so is there is it is it hard to stick with your plan it was impossible to stick to the plan impossible impossible because we're all ambitious people we're now we have there's six of us counting the two founders and the four people in the team we of course we chose people that look like us you know that that think like us that that want that are as ambitious as we are and want to make thing hap- things happen and the problem with that kind of team team is we can't say no oh here's an opportunity yes let's do it you know oh here's a new project of course we we thrive you know on opportunities and projects so everyone is almost dead right now they took a week off last week because honestly they were all green um and that's the good thing is nobody got sick you know um and everyone realized that it's just not the way to do things that's so that's I, a good lesson for the team we cannot continue working like that we need to sit down and plan and say okay what are we going to do for the next six months why are we going to do this does everyone agree this is what's really important and how do we, are we going to react to the new opportunities that will come up uh, why will we say no and how will, will we say no and how do we will we um counteract any you know influence from outside <laughs> when it's not worth it that's the most difficult thing to do and i think it's the also what most founders go through because yes you want to make money there's a contract coming so yes let's do this but you know this this is not your core business so what are you do- why are you doing this well maybe you just wasted three months while you could have you know have, have your your work on your company really so it's important to take every now and then take a step back to look am i doing things right what am i doing wrong how could i especially if you if you get really tired i guess when everybody gets tired then business can't function as well so did do you wish you would have uh, maybe did um when you looked at what was happening do you wish you could have done that a couple of weeks earlier a couple of months earlier or could you have stopped it in the middle of the action would that would have been best or i don't think it was possible because we had too many commitments and we didn't realize how many commitments we had at the same time and once you commit you deliver and that's the spirit that we're that we're in so we decided to deliver and fo- focus on the delivery and you know what happens you know when everything is really stressful and people are tired and they're all working together in a very small space when they're with each other all the time while well, conflicts arise you know and you do not have the time to address them so all you keep saying is yes i know this is not working i know this is not good but you know what we have to focus on what we have to deliver next week and we'll talk about it later so it just piles up piles up and piles up and it it exploded you know monday morning but that's fine so we're managing <laughs> so a good work environment i guess is the most important thing if you want a good harmony what is a good work environment physically or um i good... think it's a safe space that you have to develop first of all and the physical environment i think sometimes we underestimate it 
you know, it could be cute and fun to say, look, we're all working in this very small space and we, we cope. Well, guess what? It doesn't work forever. And um, what do you say to people you can't help? So people either that are, um, are too old for your programs or that don't get in your programs? Yeah. That's for Montreal Inc. because Bonjour Startup is going to be a lot more inclusive. But um, in Montreal Inc., when we cannot help someone for all sorts of reasons, we usually direct them to our other partners. Uh, but we, do, we try to do this as, um, as uh, individually as possible. So in your specific situation, I think we should go there. And when we can, because we don't have much time, but you know, if the entrepreneurs ask us, yes, but can you introduce me, we'll do that as well. Because it's easy to say, go at PME Montreal and they'll help you. But it's, I think it's a, we're doing a better job when we say, wait, I'll talk to Christian at PME Montreal. He's waiting for you. I'll make a warm introduction and he can help. That's when we're doing our job best, I think. So we weren't able to help you with our program, but you know, you're not alone and we'll try to make sure that you don't feel alone as well. So you do end up helping everybody you can? Uh, yes, if we can. I have one question because I happen to be a man and I'd like to know, so I, I, I find it very interesting how you work with, um, with women and how to you know, improve their self-esteem to build a company uh, first. And I'd like to know as a, a man, how I can um, take my part in um, helping the, well, in improving the, uh, maybe the team by having more women. Because I have a problem where, as you also said, we choose the people who resemble, who resemble us. And for me, I, I haven't really like chosen people who are from the opposite gender. And I'd like to know how I can change my mentality and, and do that. I think you just started that. <laughs> um, I think to have a good team, you have to go um, as, as much as possible for diversity because that's where you have people that challenge yourself you know and that's what you want I choose people that resembles me in some ways but not in others and that's important and you could probably um, just go out of your normal um, network uh, and try to meet people women that you think could be part of the team Probably they're not around you right now because you, or, or maybe you haven't thought of the people that are really around you and you just don't see them in that way. And women will, women will less probably express um, that they can do that, you know? They can be a part of your team. Maybe they'll wait for you to go through them. Anyway, that's what, that's what I've seen. Um, so maybe that's one way. I don't have all the answers, but I really like your question because it's it's questioning me on how I could help teams of founders at Montreal Inc. and everywhere include more women. So I'll find a way, but I don't have the answer now. And I'm going to say something that's not politically correct, but I'm going to say it for you guys. There are so much, so much money and funding for women entrepreneurs right now because the government won't 
more women entrepreneurs. So having a woman in your team will get you more funding. So question about Montreal Inc. So how do you go about selecting companies? So do you, because you have like a wide range of companies. So do you need like, uh, out of 50, we need two tech companies. We need, we need two fintech companies check and go on that list or? No, we choose the best. We, we choose the best and you know, we're not a VC. So we're not into what is my portfolio and how is it balanced and the, no, we, you know, we give money. So, and so we have no, no boundaries. No, we, we don't limit ourselves to uh, specific uh, areas, except maybe for one. Yeah, I have to say that we probably choose only one company in the fashion industry each year because we, we saw, we saw so many uh, fail and, it, and it's, it was difficult for us to help them. You know, sometimes that's why we will stop. If we feel that we cannot help a business because we don't have the appropriate business network for that specific industry, it happens, you know, or we don't have the, the experts to really help. We're not just going to give them money and say, good luck. That's not the way we work. So we need to feel that we can help. Yeah. And that the company, the founders want to be helped. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, first of all, thank, thank you for coming. And my question would be um, about your your coaches for entrepreneurs. Like, um, what are their credentials and their qualifications? Do they are they like business owners or do they? Yeah, how, how does it work? We have many different kinds of experts. Um, we have our chief volunteer, who's a volunteer himself. Okay. He used to be um, a vice president of uh, HR in big companies, so he's used to uh, recruiting people, interviewing them, selecting them, so he does that. He met with each and every one of our 450 business volunteers along the years, you know, we, we built that along the year. Um, and we're going to find people that can answer the needs that the entrepreneurs are asking us right now, so, so we're, we're always you know, evolving in that way. Um, I'd say we have probably, we have around 30% of business owners or previous business owners, but most of them are active because we prefer to have active people. Um, we have a lot of lawyers because that's a big, big need. Um, experts in sales, marketing, digital marketing, that's another big chunk. And then everything regarding funding. So experts in um, you know financial projections, but also how do you find funds? How do you prepare for that? How do you negotiate funding? Um, so that's the biggest areas, but then we also try to cover the other. HR is one of them. Most entrepreneurs don't ask us uh, for experts on HR, but we know it, it will come. <laughs> they don't ask for it, but they need it at some point. So yeah, that's the way. And each person, you know, we, we do, um, like some promotion as to, uh, we're looking for volunteers right now in this specific area of expertise when we lack some of the experts. Um, and then they come to us and we meet each and every one of them. And then we follow their first interven intervention with an entrepreneurs. We, we ask the entrepreneur, how did it go? Was it in the spirit that we're looking for? You know, so, but we're, you know, we're like, uh, um, a startup uh, that's growing at 450 business volunteers. It's a complete new game for us. So we need to find 
better ways to be more efficient in matching also the right entrepreneurs with the right coach and doing it uh, um, um, faster than we do now. All right. Well, thank you. I would have another question if that's not a problem. Okay. Um, and well, obviously you you offer um, funding for entrepreneurs, but do you help entrepreneurs get funding from other instances or other organizations uh, which are av available in in Montreal? Yes. Yes, you do. We have a specific service for that because obviously thirty thirty k is not enough <laughs> for you. Um, so we make introductions. We have um, you know. In our networks, we have angels. Uh, we know what they are looking for. We also have, you know, good relationships with VCs, obviously. Banks, we work with each and every bank. They're, they're giving us money, so we're trying to find the best match because we get to know them and we know who's interesting in food, who's not. So let's not waste time and go there. Um, and then the things that we're um, building right now is a network of family offices. You guys know about family offices? They're usually from, you know, rich entrepreneurs who made it and they have so much money that they're investing their money in, in different ventures. Um, and they, it's, it's pretty new here in Montreal, but now some of them are beginning to understand that they should also invest in startups. So it's a small part of their money, obviously, because most of it is in, you know, more, uh, yeah, funds. Yeah, exactly. Um, and because we have this relationship with them, we're beginning to introduce them some startups so that they can understand what startups are doing, how they're different, how can they invest in them, what does it mean to invest in a startup. And what's really interesting with family offices is they're patient. You know, they're not looking for a quick return. They don't need a quick return. It's not their business model. So it's kind of like they're playing a little bit with that part of their money right now. So we're trying to educate them in how to work with startups. And no, you shouldn't try to get 50% of all startups that you invest in because sometimes that's what we saw as the first way to go. And I think this is going to become an interesting um, levier for um, leverage for many uh, startups. and. We're, we're lucky because we're one of the very few organizations that have the kind of relationships with them. They're already around us. So I see that as, you know, a next development for us and for entrepreneurs. So uh, my question was, what was your background? What led you to start that company? And I guess, what's your story? Um, I was curious to know uh, where you're coming from and what inspired you to start the company that you're talking about. You'll be surprised. <laughs> I'm a chartered accountant, and usually chartered accountants don't launch businesses, right? Yeah, but um, I didn't like it, so I studied um, I studied business administration, went uh, through all the exams, and you did the accounting thing for three three years in an accountant office. Um, I then studied uh, business law because I had too many contracts, you know going in my hands and I just couldn't understand them and it got me frustrated. I'm a woman, I need to understand everything. <laughs> I need to study everything. So I did that, which was a little bit crazy. Um, and then I worked for the federal government in uh, export, helping companies export because they have specific programs to fund exports. So I did that. 
And an opportunity came up in, in that uh, area, and I started to work for the World Trade Center in Montreal. There's a World Trade Center in Montreal, in case you don't know it. It's linked to all the World Trade Centers in the world, even the one that was in, uh, in New York at the time. I, I worked at the World Trade Center. I was the executive director of World Trade Center Montreal when the World Trade Center in, the, in New York was attacked, and I had one of my employees there on a trade mission, organizing a trade mission. I, I talk about it, and yeah, look at me. It was a terrible time. Um, so World Trade Center is now a part of the Montreal Board of Trade, La Chambre de Commerce de Montréal. So that's their export section, and they do organize trade missions still uh, in different uh, parts of the world. And they also have experts that can help you you know, if you're just thinking about exporting, they can help you in the first steps. They have trainings. Look at me, I'm promoting them. <laughs> well, I still like them. Uh, I did that and and I've been working at the, um, at the foundation for years now, for 15 years. It's an amazing long time because I used to do like three years and three years and get tired and do something else. Why am I still there? That's just because I love working with startups. I just, that's what makes me uh, live. That's why I get up in the morning, you know, having always this energy around me. I feel that I will never get old and I'm a curious person. I like, I, I'm, I have curiosity for things. I like to know about different things and they come to me. I have 100 new projects each year that come to me and I know everything that's going on in Montreal in terms of new products, new services, new things. So I find that really stimulating. So that's, so you know, it doesn't really matter the background that you have. It gives you keys. Um, I, I didn't like working as an accountant, but boy, am I glad I did. You know, because it makes things so easy for me to just make financial projections and, you know, follow my, follow our financials and that, yeah. And same things with law. I never worked in, uh, in law, but, you know, bring me a contract. I'm going to read it. And if it's really complicated, I'm going to ask for an expert advice, but most of the time I don't need it. So, you know, it makes things better, faster for the foundation. Yeah, thank you so much for the presentation. It was very, very informative. And uh, my question is, um, I started a company with my friend who's an electrician, and I'm the person with a business background. Um, for the programs that you have, um, I was wondering if a person with a technical background is required. I've been brainstorming a lot of um, innovative ideas, and I was wondering uh, to have your opinion on that. It's not necessary because some of the companies that we have do not are not uh, tech companies okay. so that's that's the first thing but what we like about you is the combination of two different expertise you know you come with the business background at what what we often see and we're kind of a little bit scared of is four engineers coming to us with a business project and we ask them okay who's gonna sell and everyone's looking at themselves and not me so I think it's the combination of the right expertise that we're looking for. And sometimes it's not within the team of founders, but at least we can see it in the entourage and the, you know, um, specific uh, advisory board is something that makes us believe that, yeah, they're going to get there. They're going to learn the new skills that they don't have right now. But it's really that, that combination of different sets of skills that you need. So it's a good start for you. Thanks for listening to The Wagon Live. Tune in next week for another episode.
If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe by hitting the subscribe button. 